Welcome to Design 30. My name is Jason Bilyeu, and in this podcast, I provide design strategies and tools to improve creativity, innovation, and overall design confidence. So this past weekend, I went to a Leonardo da Vinci exhibit at our local museum here and it first of all it was fascinating i mean we all know a little bit about leonardo da vinci but i'd never actually gone through all of the different things that he invented and i'd also never gone through all of the different things he had painted and just it was incredible to see how how impressive of a mind this person had and it was so long ago too. It's just all these things you wouldn't have guessed uh, that someone could have come up with at that time. I mean, he was a lot of his devices. He didn't necessarily build in his lifetime, but he had a lot of plans to build them. And a lot of them have been built since then and have actually worked. He had these different flying devices. One of them had kind of this corkscrew, uh, like kind of canvas thing, and it would corkscrew through the air and it's been tested and it does create lift. It's, I mean, it's not the best flying device by, by any means, but it, it, it does work. So it's really, really impressive, really fun to, to go through all that. And, uh, in that process of going through the exhibit, uh, they talked a lot about this, uh, thing called the golden ratio that pops up a lot in a lot of the designs that Leonardo da Vinci made. And it also pops up a lot in a lot of other designs throughout the world, as well as a lot of different uh, things in nature. So it's something that's worth understanding from a design perspective. And in this episode, we're going to go through that in a little bit more detail. Before we get into that, as always, please subscribe to the podcast. Please give it a five-star rating if you've been enjoying it. And then also share it with friends and family, maybe coworkers, if it's something that you think they would also find some value in. Okay, so diving into the golden ratio. So many of you have probably heard this term used. I'd heard it quite a bit, but for a long time, I didn't actually understand uh, what it meant. I knew it was a good thing. I knew it was considered aesthetically pleasing, uh, but I didn't know really anything else more than that. So what it is, it's just, it's a simple ratio between two numbers. Um, Often these two numbers are represented as lengths in some sort of form. And it could be as simple as like a height to width ratio. Uh, It could be, for example, uh, maybe the base of a chair to the height of the chair, something like that. Uh, And this ratio is approximately 0.618. So it's a pretty random number, but it's this ratio that is essentially, it's the golden ratio. It's something that for whatever reason, and there is some debate, it's something that we find very aesthetically pleasing for the most part. And it's also something that we find in nature a lot. You can find it in pine cones. If you look at a nautilus seashell, you can see this ratio represented there. There's also a lot of different parts of the human body that represent this golden ratio. 
And this is one aspect that also relates back to Leonardo da Vinci. So he had this very famous drawing and it's called Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man. And essentially it's this, uh, this image of a man kind of standing with his arms straight out. And then also with his arms and legs both kind of spread out. And if you look at a lot of the dimensions on here, a lot of the different ratios, they end up being this golden ratio. So for example, if you look at the distance uh, from the armpit of the Vitruvian man to the elbow, and then you compare that length to the distance from the elbow to the end of the fingertips, this is the golden ratio. And then also if you look at the length from about the hip of this Vitruvian man to uh, right on like the lower side of the knee, and then from that point down to the bottom of the foot, this is also uh, the golden ratio. So here you could see that that Leonardo da Vinci was like, using this number and applying it to things in nature, specifically people. And then he also had it all over lots of his inventions. He had it used in a lot of his paintings. Actually, if you break down a lot of his paintings, you'll see just comparing different heights and lengths, especially in images of people's faces, of humans' faces, you start seeing this golden ratio all over the place. And a few other good examples of this golden ratio are uh, the Parthenon is one. So here, the height of the Parthenon, if you compare that to the width of the Parthenon, voila, you get the golden ratio. Another scenario for it, is the uh, Stradivarius violin, the height of the main body of the violin, and you compare that to the width of it. Again, right there, you get the golden ratio. So it's it's a really, it really crops up every, oh, one other really uh, kind of fun and a good example of how you can use this as a designer in the work you do uh, is the Apple iPod. So if you look at, especially the example given here is a very early iPod, but if you look at the distance from the bottom of the iPod to the bottom of the screen, and then the distance from that point up to the top of the iPod, you also see this golden ratio. And it's a very pleasing, very aesthetic design. So you can see there, uh, that's most likely not by accident, uh, that Apple had this idea in mind. And it's something that you don't necessarily want to force into your designs. Uh, there's times where you could try to force into something and maybe it would look a little bit awkward or be, you know, just not quite feel right. But if you're dealing with rectangles or you're dealing with lengths that are very close to this golden ratio, it's definitely worth looking into. And so I want to read just a few paragraphs from this book, The Universal Principles of Design, that will help give you just a little bit more understanding uh, of this golden ratio and of when to use it, perhaps when not to use it. So the authors of this book say, while many manifestations of the golden ratio in the early art and architecture were likely caused by processes not involving knowledge of the golden ratio, it may be that these manifestations result from a more fundamental subconscious preference for the aesthetic resulting from the ratio. A substantial body of research comparing individual preferences for rectangles of various proportions supports a preference based on the golden ratio. However, these findings have been challenged on the theory that preferences for the ratio in past experiments resulted from experimenter bias. 
methodological flaws or other external factors. Whether the golden ratio taps into some inherent aesthetic preferences or is simply an early design technique turned tradition, there's no question as to its past and continued influence on design. Consider the golden ratio when it is not at the expense of other design objectives. Geometries of a design should not be contrived to create golden ratios, but golden ratios should be explored when other aspects of the design are not compromised. So right there, they also give the same advice of, you wanna consider the golden ratio, but you don't want to force it in at the expense of other design objectives. Uh, you also don't want to make try to make it look contrived. There's ways that you could, again, force it in that just won't look natural, they won't look good. So just because it's the golden ratio doesn't automatically, uh, uh, doesn't automatically mean that it will be an aesthetically pleasing product. Uh, so there's still definitely some nuance to it. There's still some taste involved uh, that you're going to you're going to have to work through that as the designer with your design team. And then it's also they bring up some interesting points about they're not sure even though this is found in nature and it's found in a lot of other architecture designs thing like, things like that. It's not necessarily a fact yet that this is inherently uh, aesthetic. It could be the case that it was actually more of of just a, a tradition of how people built things or some of the experiments that we've done recently that show that people prefer it. There could have been some bias also involved in that experimentation. So this is by no means something that is, uh, you know, a hundred percent accepted. There are definitely some people who would push back on that idea, but it's fascinating to see how often this ratio does come up. And so I encourage you, if you're looking at uh, ancient architecture, you're looking at old product designs potentially, and even looking at a lot of different uh, things that you find in nature, look for this golden ratio and see if you can find it because it's, it's pretty fascinating how often this number will come up. And obviously when you find it, it's not gonna be this exact 0.618 and that actually that decimal goes out even farther but it's gonna be likely something close. Could be 0.62, could be 0.615. Uh, there's a very good chance that it'll be something close. So again, this is one of those examples of, uh, it's hard, we don't, we can't quite explain why this number pops up so much. And I think some other, ex what are some other examples of this? Uh, Stonehenge is also another example of where this golden ratio seems to pop up. And that's something that is also difficult for us to, to explain in general. So it's fascinating to see why, why ancient humans seemed, seem to have some knowledge of what this is and spent a lot of time, a lot of effort building it into their different structures. Uh, even the Great Pyramid, pyramid of uh, Giza also implements this golden ratio or exhibits this golden ratio. So again, it's used all over the place and I would strongly encourage you just to just Google it real quick and just go through, maybe watch some YouTube videos. It's a pretty fascinating uh, story that goes along with this golden ratio. And so that's, that's all I have on the golden ratio. I hope that was somewhat interesting and I hope that it's something you can, you can figure out ways to organically work into your designs. Um, I actually just used it the other day on a design where 
I was just working on this panel essentially that was very close to the golden ratio already. So I went ahead, just did some very simple math and made it match up directly with the golden ratio. And it, it does look pretty good. So again, I don't know if I'm, if I'm biased now after reading through this section of this book and going through the Da Vinci exhibit last week, I don't know, but at the end of the day, it looks pretty good. So I think it's something that you should definitely think about implementing depending on what kind of design work you're doing. So that's it for this, uh, for the, that topic on this episode before I end though, I do want to bring up one more thing. Um, Montana EDC, who I've mentioned a lot on this podcast, it's a company that I've been working with to design a lot of outdoor tools. They have a new product coming out and you may have seen, I posted a few videos just going into some quick detail about the design of this product, but essentially it's a new camp trowel. It's called the Canyon Camp Trowel and it's something we designed in response to some of the feedback we've gotten on previous camp trail designs. Um, they didn't have necessarily the bending strength that people wanted, so we've improved that on this new design. Uh, this one has a handle that is a little bit easier to hold for a more for a wider range of hand sizes. Uh, and then it's also, we changed the powder coat color. So this one we changed to uh, more of a lime green so that if you're looking for it in the dark, if you hit it with a flashlight, especially if you hit it with a UV light, this thing just like basically lights up like a star. So it makes it really easy to find in the middle of the night when you, you know, there's a chance that you may be looking around in your tent for it to go do your business out in the woods. So I think it's a really, really good improvement from where we started with these trowels. Uh, and I'd strongly encourage you to go check it out on their website. There is a limited supply right now. So if it's something that you like, or you think somebody, you know, would like, make sure to get it on order pretty, pretty much ASAP, uh, before they all sell out. Um, but yeah, so again, it's the Canyon camp trowel. It's on sale. Now you can go to montanaedc.com. And then there's also a bunch of other products out there. So again, if you, if you buy into those products, that's also a great way to help support this podcast. Okay. That is it for this Monday. I hope you all have an awesome week. And as always, remember design more despair less. Thanks for listening.